Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. It has been a little while. Um, my phone got lost, so I had to buy a new one. But now that I got a brand new phone, I can finally start talking to you guys. And live uh, podcast will be starting around Christmas time. Around Christmas time, I'd say either on Christmas. Uh, no, not on Christmas. Probably a few days after Christmas is when we'll do our first um live stream podcast and I'll I'll still be recording them but I'll be recording them through my laptop with my um with my uh, new mic that I'm getting and I'm going to be doing just um recording it with my phone that's where the live stream will come from is from my phone um and also be uh prepared for next week there is going to be a update to world war z where they're finally launching their horde mode so stay tuned i'm gonna try to get that live stream up and running um with my last phone, for some reason, I tried live streaming Call of Duty Modern Warfare Season 1, and it wouldn't let me. So, I didn't even, like, say that there was going to be a live stream. I was just going to do it out of random, but it didn't end up working, so I just said, ah, screw it. But today on on today's podcast, we have four subjects that we're going to cover over, which means we have transitions probably going to be the first time uh, introduced into this podcast. So, we're going to be transitioning into each segment, rather than just talking about one specific thing the entire way through so there will be a pause uh so uh between each said each segment and um yeah so anyways uh going into our very first segment is the call of duty modern warfare season one review now for this review we're going to be talking about the maps that were launched um so far the battle pass the store system we're going to kind of be critiquing all of that so first of all let's start off with the microtransactions so Call of Duty this time around is doing a battle pass where they tell you exactly what you're getting and obviously you're paying for a battle pass like you would with Fortnite. It's it's the same amount of money, $10 for the battle pass just like in Fortnite or any other video game. Um, But of course, um, they have in the store... um, a whole bunch of other packs for with weapon variants. They have like uh, specific categories. So they have stuff for character outfits. They have weapon variants. Normally all of them come with weapon variants or something. But not even kidding you. The other day I saw in the store that there was a fucking watch. That was uh, part of one of these packs. And I think it was uh, for a skin pack. And it was a death watch. So for those of you who haven't noticed... In Modern Warfare, you can't check mid-game how many deaths you have. All you can check is how many kills you have and assists. And that obviously is very troublesome. But they had this watch that kept track of your death counter. They took a in-game for multiple years feature and sold it back to you. Which is ridiculous. But other than that one situation where I very frown upon the microtransaction system. Other than that. It's pretty good. It's not as bad as it has been in previous years. Yeah, they might cost you 12 bucks for um, a, a skin pack. And the skin pack doesn't just come with a skin. It comes with a skin, a watch normally, um, some weapon variants, a calling card, emblem. You know, it comes with uh, a charm. It comes with more than just a skin, right? So you're getting quite a few things for $12. And they also tell you, it's not like this random thing you'll get out of a supply drop where you don't know your odds. You know what you're getting when you purchase it, and I like that. I like the fact that you get to see what you are buying. So good, you know, if they're going to do microtransactions in any way, 
I like the battle pass. It's not unreasonably priced. And uh, not to mention you get two free weapons in this battle pass, which is pretty amazing. And free weapon variants. Very much unheard of in a Call of Duty's case. But all I gotta say is that I'm proud of them for actually making a monetization system that isn't very shady except for that one item that I saw. But other than that, I agree with it. You're getting to see what you're buying. You're getting to see what you're uh, gonna earn up in the battle pass so you can kind of decide if it's something you want to put $10 into or not. I will eventually, but that'll probably be after Christmas when I most likely get some money. Um, But yeah, so I'm just very excited for that. um, I'm very excited for... Uh, Christmas and seeing exactly uh, the bat and being able to buy the battle pass. So, uh, other than the microtransactions, um, Crash is fine. Uh, it just it kind of pisses me off because it's not like Modern Warfare where there's specific camping spots. Like people are camping everywhere on this fucking map. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten legitimately fucked in the ass because I was like, okay, I'm gonna flank right, and then these motherfuckers, okay. And I'm talking about, like, from spawn. No, wait. This spawn that I'm thinking of, of is left. I have done, um... So, this is the spawn where you're... There's the hill, right? That you have to run down to get to the uh, helicopter. And then there's that fucking gate up on the building that overlooks that, uh... That road where you're running down towards the helicopter and somebody can just fucking shoot you from there. You, If you've played Crash, you know what I'm talking about. The motherfuckers that sit on the roof with a fence on the top of it and just shoot you. It's fucking annoying, okay? I will say, I'm not mad about the map, but people are just camping the fuck out of every place on that map, and I barely can stand being on it. I heard something about shipment coming this season. I don't know. If, I think that they're launching things weekly. Infected mode came out. I think it was in the last update. At the beginning of the uh, the other week. Um, I recently just started playing a few days ago. But I love Infected. Infected's always been one of my favorite game modes ever. I love Infected to death. It's one of those game modes where you can legitimately... You and your friends can just band together and get scared as fuck. When like you just see fucking like 10 people running at you with a fucking knife. And then you're just like channel running out of ammo and stuff. But um... Really, really interesting. Really fun. I love the mode. It's pretty awesome. So, yeah, um, I would say overall... Oh, yeah, let's not forget. So, there's a fucking cutscene at the beginning of this season, which makes no fucking sense. So, I thought, by the way, that Allegiance and the Coalition were working together to take down Alcatella. But now they're fighting each other? Like, what the fuck? Is this, like, a prequel thing? Or, like, I, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know what it's about. I don't know if the if, if it's just a marketing gimmick to show off the, the characters and the outfits that are in, in this. I, I don't fucking know. But I gotta say, Mara looks pretty cool. I know a lot of people, you know, are gonna be like, oh my gosh, feminism and stuff. Because we are uh, close to the Rise of Skywalker being launched um, in the... Or... or, or put or releasing in theaters um but really there's mara's fine like i think mara's a cool looking character it's not like mara's in there with like some fucking feminist backstory like she's a pretty cool character i can see people being like oh my gosh the first character that they introduce is a is a girl or something and it's just like look man chill there's no there's no fucking feminist shit going on with the character so i don't really give two shits but I gotta say, um, I'm very impressed with this season so far. 
Um, I didn't know exactly how the whole deranking you thing was going to work and all that, but now that I've actually seen it and I've gotten to play with the game, um, it's, it's nice to know. Also, my friends pointed out to me the, uh, this the other day, which I didn't notice myself, but I'm glad they told me. So apparently if you quit games, you lose XP and you can legitimately derank yourself. Like you can derank yourself all the way back down to 55 if you keep quitting. That's ridiculous. Um, and let me tell you why. So quitting is... There's always a reason to quit, right? I quit when there's just, it's a fucking sweaty lobby of campers and you can't even get two feet out of your spawn. There is no reason that you should have to suffer through that. I don't quit games unless it's bad. And lately on Modern Warfare, there's been a lot of bad games. I mean, like, I can't step two feet out of spawn without getting sniped. And I don't even know where the fuck they're sniping me from. You look at the kill cam, you go to shoot them, and then they shoot you from the right instead of the left. And it's ugh, it's just, it, anyway, it, it's annoying. So yeah, Modern Warfare Season 1, I think so far, is decent. The microtransaction system is good, pretty good. I'm on board with it. Um, does that make everything they put in there right? No, but it's better than what we've had in previous years. Um, we got a good, a good classic map back. Um... We have a new specialist, uh, that's good. We have some new missions for Spec Ops, but let's all be honest here, who the fuck's talking about Spec Ops? It's still a buggy mess. You know, you go into the damn game mode, you say, oh yeah, I want, I choose this character to play as, and then you don't play as that character, or you do, and then their voice is the character you played prior. I don't know. It's still a fucking buggy mess, but, so, we're gonna move into our next segment, um, uh, talking about the Xbox Series X and my first impressions on it and what I think about the design and the internals with it. Um, and just kind of talk a little bit about the uh, specs and stuff. Well, not really the specs, but I guess like what they're going to do with it and what it's going to be capable of doing. But um, yeah, so uh, take this moment, get a drink, maybe go away. Uh, from the podcast, um, coming up with the next two segments, we'll be talking about the Doom, Doom Eternal clip that was released at the Game Awards, uh, and also the Resident Evil 3 remake trailer and my impressions on that. So if you want to see any of those two, uh, you'll have to skip later on the podcast, but for right now, uh, we're gonna now do our transition into our next segment. Alright, and welcome back to our next segment. So, the Xbox Series X console was, uh, the trailer for it anyways, or the first look, reveal, whatever you want to call it, was, um, first, it was first shown off at the Game Awards. And let me fucking tell you, when I first saw this console, I was confused if I was looking at an Xbox PC or if I was looking at a console. And yes, it is a console. So, I personally don't really care that this console looks like a PC. I've heard a lot of people saying, that's really the name? That's really the design? And I don't get people that, de- like, they're like, oh, well, it doesn't look good. It's like, okay, but if it, like, performs really good, that's the only part that matters. So Xbox said, uh, not um, actually when they were presenting it at the Game Awards, but on their, uh, website and stuff, they were talking more about it, and they were saying that it will be compatible with 360 and Xbox One games, 
and that they are working on using, I believe, motherboards of Xbox One S's or X's, and they were going to put them into their server farm where they're going to eventually make like this cloud system to compete with Google Stadia, which they'll beat Google Stadia's ass by default since that console legit launched. And by the sounds, it's pretty disastrous. Um... I can't say personally I didn't buy a Stadia, and I'm not going to buy a Stadia. I got my Xbox. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'd rather buy a PlayStation over that. And, um, yeah, no, it's, um, it looks fine. You know, it's, it's probably going to be small. Uh, like, I don't know how people, how much people think into that, but it's probably going to be a very small console because it looks like the size of two Xbox controllers stacked on top of each other. That's kind of what the height of that thing is like, if you're going to put it vertically. Um, but I don't think it's going to be that big of a console. I don't really think it's going to be. I like the top of it where there's like the, the holes, like the S, but then there's like the green in it. That, like that looks fucking nice. Now this console looks like an Xbox One S or an Xbox One, but if they like made it look like a PC. The controller is a Xbox One controller, except the D-pad is a little bit flatter, looking more like a Pro or a, or a Elite Pro controller. Um, and there's also a cloud share button on the, uh, on the middle of it. So you still have like your select and pause button, but then they have like this middle button that is like a upload button. I don't know if that's like the upload stuff because you know how an Xbox one on the interface, if you have an Xbox or if at least you've experienced or t- interacted with one, there's a specific tab. You have your home tab, your store tab, and you have your mixer tab, which is like, you know, um, streaming and whatnot. I think it's Xbox's streaming service, but and then you have your community tab where you have, for instance, achievements, people posting videos or pictures or creating groups. And like, there's a whole community uh, page and maybe that's what that is to do. You know, maybe you take a picture or you want to upload um, something without having to go through like the whole, um, you know, press the Xbox button and then search for what you're trying to, to do. Instead, you can just press the, this upload button and then it will just, it'll go to the community page or the community tab. I don't know if that's what it's going to be used for, but I assume it's going to be used for uploading some social like content, uh, without having to press the home button, then go to that tab and then, uh, the community tab and then do all that shit. I think it's just a simpler way of doing, um, or a simpler way of just uh, interacting. But other than that, the console controller looks exactly like the Xbox Ones. Uh, the um, Everything from the analog stick to the Xbox button to the mold of the controller, the buttons, the bumpers, the triggers, all of it looks exactly the same. There's only an additional button and there's a, um, a flatter D-pad. That's really the only differences I could find with this console. And they said that it's going to um, be able to go up to 8K, uh, which is pretty amazing. Eight, like, we're talking 4K now, and now we're going 8K? Like, that's pretty fucking amazing. So, yeah, they're going to go to 8K with this thing. That's the plan, is that it'll be able to perform at 8K. And also, they claim that it's going to be... Um, it's going to be able to play games better and look better than, uh, high-end PCs, which, which, obviously, I love Xbox, but we'll see. <laughs> like, we'll, when the console releases and we start playing games on it, we will see if it actually plays better and looks better than a high-end PC, but until, you know, we actually get our hands on it, I'm not gonna sit here and say, yes, this is gonna look better than a high-end PC, 
they're claiming that. That sounds amazing, but we'll see. Same thing with the 8K stuff. We'll see. I mean, on a, on a concept idea, that's amazing. And if it all works out the way that they're planning it to, then I think Xbox is going to be very hard to beat. Uh, PlayStation's going to have to step it up and like do some major fucking... Um, some major uh, announcements um, for solo games and whatnot. But yeah, so the Xbox One X console, I think, or or Xbox Series X, sorry. You want to say Xbox One bad, so bad. So the Xbox Series X console, I think it's going to be a good console. I think it's going to perform well. And the fact that I don't need to throw away my 360 and Xbox One games and I can still keep playing my 360 games on my Xbox, my new Xbox when that releases, that's going to be pretty amazing. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. Um, so now we're going to be transitioning into our next segment. I know this one was very small, but there's not a lot we can really talk about with the new console since it is uh, over a year, a little over a year to a year away from launching. So there's not a whole bunch we have. You know, I just wanted to go over like the big things like it's going to be able to do 8K and it's going to be able to perform better than high-end PCs and make games look better. That's really all I got for you. But I, I think it looks good. I think it's going to be a good console. Um, I'm going to buy it anyways. And if it turns out to be a shit console, well, that's my fault. But anyways, so we're going to be transitioning into our next topic, which is going to be the Doom Eternal clip from the Game Awards. And this one will not be a long uh, topic either. We're just going to kind of analyze it a little bit, give my opinions on some stuff, and then we're going to move right into our next segment. Welcome back, everybody. So, now we're going to be talking about the Doom Eternal clip from the Game Awards. So, they launched this clip, and it looks pretty amazing. So, we got a new demon uh, by the looks, and uh, the demon looks like just an unwilling that was redesigned from Doom 2016 and the other Doom games. Um, so, that's good. New demon type, but I think it's just an unwilling. Um, we got to see the Doom Slayer facing off against a room full of demons, including the Tyrant, which the Tyrant is also known as the Cyber Demon, but it's, you know, they're like, okay, you know, Cyber Demon from Doom 2016, not really faithful, we're gonna switch this up. So, they switched it up, and I'm like, okay, fine, let's go back to the original. That's perfect. Um, so people notice that, uh, all the cords on the Cyber Demon or the Tyrant, um, they, they used to be red, like they, uh, had blood flowing through them, but now they're orange, so people are starting to assume maybe it's Argent Energy that's flowing through his body, and they also known, uh, or not known, they also saw that on his right arm, he has, like, a wrist blade or some wrist weapon, which they don't know if it's, like, a rocket launcher or if it's a, uh, sword of some kind, so we're gonna have to wait and see, but we basically got to see the Doom Slayer kick some ass. They also uh, showed off all the customization now for Doom, like the HUD display, you can customize it from like UAC, um, Demonic, Templar Knights, Default, you know, and I, I think it's going to be the same way with his visor, there's been stuff going around talking about the Doom Slayer's visor and if it's going to be customizable to either reveal the Doom Slayer's face or to hide it away, which me personally, hiding his face away makes him more menacing, right, so... Who knows, maybe you'll beat Doom Eternal and you'll get the, uh, you know, the Slayer, but without any armor on. Or maybe some damaged armor, or maybe his, um, face will, or maybe there'll be some armor with his helmet off. Who fucking knows, I'd love to have a armor with the Doom Slayer's helmet just completely off, but, then again, though, 
um, we'll wait and see, <laughs> you know, that, that could be something to add down the road for like a cosmetic decision. That'd be pretty cool. Not going to lie. Um, but yeah, so Doom Eternal, very excited for this. Um, nice to see we got, and there, then there's the voice, the voice in the background of this trailer, legitimately talking about how humanity, uh, talking about sending the Doom Slayer to what it sounds like defeat or, or to kill humanity and the demons. But we know the Doom Slayer is on the human side, even though the humans are fucking idiots in this game series. But yeah, so the Doom Slayer basically comes and, you know, just fucks up demons for 30 seconds. That's basically the trailer. But, uh, you know, if you want to check it out, you can probably find it on YouTube. Uh, I found it on Midnight's channel. Because he was doing a breakdown of it. And I didn't even know the trailer existed because it wasn't launched by it or anything. Also, on the topic of Doom. If you go to Walmart or your local retailer, you will now find the Doom Slayers Edition video game. Which includes all four Doom games. Doom 1, 2, 3, and Doom 2016. Now, if you are thinking all these other Doom games are on disc, they are not. You get a digital code for Dooms 1 through 3 and then a hard copy of uh doom 2016 and you get controller skins which is pretty cool um and you uh also get um oh shit what was the other thing that they gave you controller skin and uh yeah no i forgot what else they gave you oh yeah poster that's what they gave you a poster so you'll be able to find that at any retailer around but yeah so doom guys is getting very hyped up like we're we're getting close Doom Eternal will be launching March 20th, if I'm correct. I believe that's the date of 2020. And I'm pretty damn excited for this fucking game. Right now, I'm looking at the Doom Slayer on the front of the Walmart Game Center magazine. Literally, the fucking Doom Slayer. Just looking like the most badass motherfucker. But... Thank you very much for listening to this segment. If you're a Doom fan, it's a very small se segment. I wish I could talk about Doom Eternal all day long, but there's not a lot in the 30-second clip to go over other than there's a new demon, which I just assume is going to be a redesigned um, Unwilling. Then, of course, you have the Tyrant looking a, little, a lot different when it comes to uh, his... Um, tubes that had blood and now they have Argent energy flowing through him. Um, and then the weapon on his shoulder. And I think we saw a new glory kill in there too. But other than that though, there's just, there's not a lot going on, you know, there. And yeah, they talked about the, the UI customization and how you'll be able to also, um, do classic doom when you shoot, like you can put, instead of ha just having it be a regular first person shooter with the guns off, you know, to the side, like it normally is in most first-person shooters. You can have it, like, directly in front of you, like the original Doom, so that's cool, too. Uh, but, yeah, so, uh, that's all I gotta talk about for the Doom Eternal, uh, little, uh, clip that they showed us. But now, we're gonna get into probably the biggest topic of this entire podcast, Resident Evil Remake, the trailer, and my impressions. Alright guys, welcome back. We are on our last and final topic of this podcast and of the night. And that would be the Resident Evil 3 remake trailer. My first impressions. And I gotta say, I'm fucking excited. I get three straight months of video games. In March, I get Doom Eternal. In April, I get Resident Evil 3. And then, concluding the three 
uh, months of video games, I get Marvel's Avengers in May, alongside with the Black Widow movie also releasing. So I'm going to have a pretty good spring and beginning of summer when it comes to video games and movies. So Resident Evil 3 is running on the RE engine. Man, that sounded bad. Let me say that again. The RE engine. And uh, that'd be the same engine from Resident Evil 2, the remake, and Resident Evil 7, which is where it first debuted. Now, this obviously will have Nemesis, Reprise's role, and a lot of people were talking about the designs of Carlos and Jill. Jill still looks like Jill with a modern... um, with a modern uh, outfit, you know, because that's the same thing they did with the RE2 remake. You could still play in their classic outfits once you beat the game. I think you have to pre-order to get the classic outfits of uh, Carlos and um, Jill. But other than the classic outfits that you have to pre-order, they have pretty much the same outfits, but they're just redone for a more modern tone. Okay, I don't fucking know why everybody's complaining about Carlos. Carlos looks better than he did a long time ago. He didn't look like a convincing fucking uh, Umbrella Secret Service um, freaking uh, agent. You know, now he does. He looks battle-hardened. He's got some shaggy hair, fucking mustache, big muscles, fucking uh, what looks like it's an M4. He's got that shit down now. He's looking like an actual soldier. So, the events of RE3 take place before Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 2 takes place after the outbreak has happened, and Resident Evil 3 takes place while the out- or when the outbreak first begins in Raccoon City. Now, obviously, the zombie models are looking a lot similar to the RE2 zombie models. I don't really think that the models are different, to be honest with you. I think the models for RE2 and RE3 are the same. Nemesis, we'll get to him later. I don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> I need to get all the good stuff out of the way. So, um, so yeah. Jill's character design looks great. Looks awesome. Uh, Carlos looking badass, muscular, looking like a real soldier. Not a fucking pretty boy who just happens to have a gun being in the middle of a zombie-infested city. That's what he looks like in the original PS1 RE3. So yeah, I like his design a lot better. The guns in this game look like they're going to function relatively the same as RE2. Now, there does seem to be a little bit of a difference, though. In RE3, there looks like there's going to be a dodge mechanic, because we get to see Jill, when a zombie lunges at her, legit duck and run underneath him. Kind of like... Um, Resident Evil Revelations 2. It kind of looks a lot like that. When it comes to the ducking and stuff that they were doing. So... I just think that um, Resident Evil 3 is going to be pretty good. Um, I I don't... A lot of people were like, is this going to be a first-person game? Because the beginning of the trailer started off in first-person, but it's going to be an over-the-shoulder game. The developers have stated that it's going to be an over-the-shoulder game. We see Brad Vickers looking fat. Uh, and Well, he's not fat, okay? He's got a dad bod. He's rocking the dad bod. But, um... It's definitely not um, the Brad Vicker- Vickers we're used to in the RE3. And I know, I was born around the time these fucking games were either re- just released or around the time that these games, or after these games were released. Because I was born in 01, not 98 or 99. But I, when I was old enough, I went back and played through the ori- original Resident Evil games on the PS1. And... I believe they made a copy for PS2, but that might have been a different Resident Evil game. Maybe that was Resident Evil Apocalypse, probably. But I played through these original games, and I had fun. 
So I think I have a perfectly valid say, even though I wasn't born, I wasn't a adult or teenager when these games came out, I did go back and play them. So I did play them, even though they were after their prime years, but that's fine. So uh, the city, the city looks great. The city has probably some of the best detail I've seen because in RE2, the only portion of the city we got was when you exited the uh, our. The only portion of the city we got is when we're running to the police station, which is very brief, and also when we exit the uh, police station out uh, to the gun shop or, and then to the, um, nur not the nursery, the, um, the fucking, we're gonna call it the nursery, I know it's not the nursery, but it's the, uh, I think it was the, um, like, daycare or something. Uh, but yeah, so we got to be in the city for that portion, and we got to be in the city for the portion of, you know, just going to the gun shop, but we don't really get to explore Raccoon City, and Jill Valentine's story is all about running through the fucking streets of, uh, Raccoon City, so... Jill's story is going to be more about being in the city. The I think the game that had the most in Raccoon City gameplay was Resident Evil... Um, Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City. I think that was probably the game that had most of Raccoon City in the streets. But, of course, that game is not canon, and it was just like a what-if situation if this happened. So, yeah, that was basically the game with, I believe, the most in-city gameplay other than RE3. But Raccoon City, the city looks great, the buildings look good, the cars are destruction, everything looks realistic. Dude, there's even survivors in this game. Like, literally, it's in the beginning parts of the outbreak, so there's people that are still alive in the streets. So it's not just like you're running through a police station like an RE2 where you're just fighting and killing fucking zombies. You actually have people that are living, which is good. So now we're going to get to the part that I really hated, and I mean hate, about... RE3's remake. Nemesis. What the fuck did they do to this guy's character design? Now, I've heard some people saying, you know, he looks fine. You know, it's a different take. I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to make this, you know, make him look scary. He's not recognizable. The motherfucker has a nose now. That shit looking more crooked than mine. And if you've seen my pod or my live stream podcast from the summer months ago, yeah, that motherfucker's got a crooked nose. More crooked than me. And he just, he don't look the same. He just, it doesn't look like Nemesis to me. Especially his outfit. He's wearing caution tape around him now with, with some black shit. Like, no, that isn't Nemesis. I also saw another screenshot where, where of Nemesis. And it just, it's not Nemesis. Nemesis has a specific look to him. This fucking game... They, they did everything right. The city looks great. They got survivors. They got good character designs for Carlos and uh, Jill. The, the, you know, they got the RE engine. They got all, everything going for this game. Everything. Being in the city. Everything. Guns. Literally everything. Besides. Besides. Nemesis. Nemesis is the only disgusting and biggest red spot on this game right now. I can't stand. And I mean, I can't stand Nemesis. Okay? 
Like, he just, he doesn't look good. Nemesis looks like dog shit. I have never seen a character model that looks so unlike its original form that I, I want to fucking gouge my eyes out because Nemesis just doesn't look like Nemesis. It pisses me off that Nemesis doesn't look like Nemesis. And no, it's not one of these things where I'm like, oh, you know, it's not something I can, you know, overlook. I understand that they're trying to make changes. I'm not going to, you know, stop playing Resident or I'm not going to buy Resident Evil 3 Remake just because Nemesis looks like complete and literal dog shit, in my own opinion. I just think that, you know... I just think that it's going to be one of those things of the game when I do a review on it, when I critique it, it's going to be one of them big red spots. It's going to be one of them things that I'm like, yeah, guys, the game's great. Like, if it's a great game, you know, yeah, guys, the game's great. The story's great, you know, holds up with the original or even better. Um, But fucking Nemesis, you know, we got to come back to how this motherfucker looks. Like, I am going to have my problems with Nemesis I'm gonna have my problems. And if you like Nemesis's design, that that's completely okay, you know? You don't gotta agree with me. If you like Nemesis's design, you love his design. Just enjoy his design. Just don't even just don't even care. Don't even listen to my opinion about it. Or you can if you if you like entertainment value. But me personally, I think Nemesis just looks like complete and utter old dog shit. But I think the game's going to be great. I'm definitely buying it. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I just can't wait to see what the fuck, how they're going to explain how Nemesis has a nose now. I'm just, man. There's a lot of great things coming for next year. A lot of great, like, video games and movies. Just, ah, next year's going to be great. So, a few things that I haven't touched on in this podcast that I'm going to. Predator Hunting Grounds. I'm going to make a separate podcast talking about that because they should have showed a pretty good gameplay trailer for that. So I'm going to talk about that in a different podcast. Also, in another podcast, alongside with Predator Hunting Grounds, um, we're going to talk more about uh, probably Wonder Woman, Black Widow, um, and just even talk some Stranger Things 4. Uh, there hasn't been much coming out about Stranger Things 4, but I think it's nice uh, or a nice time to start talking about what we think is going to happen. Also, we'll be talking about Kong versus Godzilla now that we have like a three-second snippet of Kong coming out and punching Godzilla. So we will definitely be doing that. But thank you very much for sitting and listening to my podcast, listening to me rant. Um, it's just... I haven't had my phone. Like I said, my phone's lost somewhere, my previous one, and I had to buy a new one, so I couldn't do podcasts for uh, for a good solid three or four days. So I'm glad that I now can do a podcast for you guys and give you guys all this information that is just rolled out constantly. Um, or it's not information, but just first looks at things. And I'm just getting, and this is mostly opinion stuff, okay? This whole entire thing is just opinion. This whole podcast has all been opinion. It's not like factual. It's not like I'm like, whoa, guys, we got some new news about Black Widow or something. Like, it's just me telling you how I feel about all these things. But I hope you all enjoyed and I will see you all in the next one. Also, before we leave, congratulations to Lauren Alley, who is one of my friends and classmates for getting 1,000 points in her basketball career and congrats to our girls team on a win. 
This has been Logan from PC Boys, and we'll catch you all in the next one.